<laughs> so let's start with some follow-up. Last week we talked about, and you'll notice I added some things since I sent mm-hmm. you the outline, but I tried to like highlight some of them just to make sure that um, you would not be surprised by them. <clears throat> but the follow-up that I think we should start with is last week we talked about the new Max, and by the time we ended the episode, I think... I had pretty much talked you into buying a new one, replacing your very old MacBook Air. And then after we stopped recording, I know for sure that I, t- <laughs> I talked you into it. Mm-hmm. So so for our listeners, I, th- I think it's actually helpful because I'd love to hear, obviously it was a conversation that you and I had, but talk about like what you ended up getting and maybe, maybe the why. Sure. Um, and I got to give you a lot of credit here too, because you helped me a lot. I knew, so I, th- I thought it was really cool that they included a gold color because I think it fits my personality and, you know, I, you know, I'm tired of having this silver one and I wasn't really interested in space gray. So I know color doesn't affect the performance at all, but being the person I am colors, I, I just like them. If it was purple, I would have gotten a purple one and I would have probably bought it at the same time you did. Well, and let me say this, because I think this is actually an important, important point. And it's actually something that really sticks out to me about these specific computers and that the color, I think, does matter, not in terms of the way that they perform, but in terms of the way that you feel about it. And honestly, that that actually matters more than most people might think, because the way that you feel about the computer that you're using it yeah. affects, yeah, no. overall, the way you feel. I was like, purchase. ooh, gold. If I go to a coffee shop and have this gold computer, people are like, where are you going? Where'd you get that? Is that a special edition? Right. And <laughs> I, you know, my, when I was writing and thinking about that, when I wrote my extensive review on my own site about the M1 MacBook Air, you know, I was talking about how everything is a compromise, but that this computer doesn't feel like a compromise and that that's really important because the computer should feel like it's able to do what you want it to do and you should just feel good about it. So I do think that the colors matter. In fact, I think that they should do more colors. Yeah. I remember mentioning to you, um, you know, with the phone, they did the Pacific Blue and I think that would have gone over really well with the MacBook as well because people seem to really like that one. That's what you got for your I do have phone. the Pacific yeah. Blue iPhone 12 Pro, yep. Yeah. That's next on the list. Um, so, okay, what I got. I got the gold 13-inch. Um, I added some extra um, memory and storage upon your recommendation because, as you said, you can never add that later. So why not go ahead and tack that extra part on? And I did do Apple Care Plus. So, it, you know, I was thinking $899, $999 computer, and then I was like, Damn, (laughs) it's expensive, but it's worth it because this is what I use day in and day out to do not just my job, but also my personal life. Like I and I'm really excited about the battery, too, because I'm especially once we get out of pandemic times, I'm the type of person to carry my computer around wherever I go because I like to work in different places, get out of the house. And the idea of not having to drag around a, a hefty charger or make sure there's a place where I can charge it is really appealing. Um, I love that it has no fan um, and that it's just super fast. And you keep telling me I'm going to be blown away. And if I'm not blown away, I'm going to personally blame you. <laughs> so I feel pretty confident about that. And here's why. I have two computers that are 
as new and as specced out as you can get them, a 27-inch iMac and a 13-inch MacBook Pro, both of which, no joke, are basically the top of the line that you can get for it, okay? And the, the MacBook Air that I have sitting here, the M1 MacBook Air, is faster in almost everything than either of them, okay? They're, they're, I did do a test on the comparing the iMac and the MacBook Air exporting a, well, it was the podcast. Last week when I edited the podcast, I edited that. I said that I was going to. I edited it on the MacBook Air. I then exported it from the MacBook Air. And then I also took the same project and then exported it on the iMac just because I wanted to see, like, is it an, you know what I mean? And the iMac is a beast. It's an eight core, 64 gigs of RAM. It's it's a beast. It has the top of the line graphics card, which obviously doesn't do any good for exporting a podcast. But anyway, the i or the MacBook Air was actually four seconds faster than the iMac, which doesn't seem four seconds like so what? It was two and a half minutes faster than my MacBook Pro than the laptop, right? That in your MacBook Air is I think a 2015. Is that right? Yeah. So <laughs> compared to two 2020 devices. It's way faster compared to your fit, your five-year-old device. It's going to be, yeah. I think that a lot of the time, the way you're going to feel is as if you were like trying to get on a car that had already started moving and you're like, wait, let me in, let me in, <laughs> let me in. That's what your computer is going to be like now. Cause it's going to move so fast for you. As of right. And now I feel like, Oh, it looks like you're slowing down. You need a little nap and I'll turn it off for a little bit and then, <laughs> and then I'll turn it back on. Cause I'm like, uh, and computer's getting cranky and needs a little break. Even if I just have to do a quick restart, things will start running slow and I'll have to restart it, which is super annoying if I'm right in the middle of like, you know, writing a piece of content and doing whatever and the fan will start going off and whatnot. So I'm I really one of the things to me that I loved was that there's no fan and I'm just impressed by how they did that. Remember when we used to have to put cooling mats under our computers? <laughs> <laughs> well, and my my MacBook Pro, legitimately, you could if I was doing some things on, like sitting in a chair with it on my lap, like it would get hot, like actually mm-hmm. hot to touch on the bottom of it. Whereas, not only does the MacBook Air not have a fan, I I haven't felt it get hot like even one time. So, but you did say a couple things that I wanted to just touch on. So yeah, I recommended you get the 16 gigs of RAM. Not necessarily because the things that you're doing require it, but because you can't update it later. And I think it's like a $200 difference. You might as well, it's, you might as well just run it's the 180. Okay. So you might, it's just, you might as well just go ahead and do that. And then you upgraded to the 512 gig storage, which again, cause the machine that you have has 128 gigs. So you basically quadrupled that. And for a lot of people, if you're looking at it and you're trying to figure out what should I do, that's that's where I suggest you start. I suggest you look at what you're using, and then I suggest that you just buy whatever the most that you can afford right now is, because mm-hmm. since you can't do it later, and you keep your devices for obviously at least five years, think about what it is you might be doing in five years that you might need, and then just buy for that. So I think that I think that you made a good choice. I think that for a lot of people. The common question is, should I get the eight or sixteen for the for the memory? And my opinion is, if you can afford the sixteen, it's totally worth it. Just just right. do it. When you're buying, you're making a purchase that large, like those little like hundred 
$200 semantics of something I'm going to use for a long time don't matter as much to me. Whether is um, whether like I'm going to the store and I'm choosing for my can of pasta sauce, which is $2 versus $5, I'm probably going to choose $2 one because it's spaghetti sauce, but this is a right. computer. <laughs> it's a huge difference. So. Right. And one of the things I think you'll notice the most, because this has been my observation, is... And these are some of those intangible things that are hard to really explain until you've experienced them. But the fact that like when they say it's, it, it's always on and it instant wake from sleep. Like if I reach over and put my finger on it, it's, it's ready to go. It doesn't, things don't have to load things. When I click on any of the icons in my dock, like they bounce like one time and then they're just boom there as opposed to. Okay. Now, loading, loading. Now every I'm waiting Google for this thing. To, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm waiting for this app to open and now I'm waiting for it to do this. So it does have a fingerprint sensor. Yeah, but it does have the touch ID. Um, I mean, you don't, you don't have to use the touch ID, but you know, it's worth it. It's, I, I mean, I like how my watch will unlock mine, but I mean, I'm sure I can do that same thing too. I do have a question for you. Um, you wrote an article, um, for business insider, I believe about that apps and how they're the ios apps are not great right now um but uh, but it doesn't matter and so i'm wondering if you would talk to me about that a little bit since it was under a paywall and i didn't pay (laughs) yeah so i will i'll link to the article but that's true it is um it is behind the paywall so i do apologize for that but i'll just give the summary of it and i will say that the one of the nice things that is true about their paywall is that like I think you can pay like a dollar for a month or something I'm not asking anyone to do that that's not I don't make any money off the paywall that's not why I said that but it is it is kind of nice compared to some paywalls where you have to get like a year long for uh, right yeah if you sign up for the Wall Street Journal I think they give you like 14 days for free and then it's 40 bucks a month or something like that so anyway but yeah so um my I I basically wrote about how yeah, the the apps, the iOS apps on the Mac right now, for the most part, are bad. <laughs> but that's okay because Apple doesn't need them to be good yet. And what I was really saying is that there, it's nice that they're there. So just if you're listening and you're not sure what I mean by that, with the M1 Macs running Big Sur, you can download actual iPhone apps to your Mac now. By default, all iOS apps are available, but developers can choose not to make them available. So like Netflix, Spotify, Disney Plus, all of Google's apps, they've made them not available. That's fine. That's a totally different story. But the ones that are available, so like HBO Max is available, uh, Overcast, which is a really good podcasting app, um, is available. And that's actually the one I like the best on it. But all the other ones are pretty much junk. Because like HBO Max, you can't even resize it. It's just like whatever size it shows up, that's what it is. And if I'm watching a movie on HBO Max, I don't, I don't want it in a tiny little iPhone-sized screen, right? On my, on my Mac. Um, my my bank has an app that's kind of oh. useful. I but mean, yeah, but my my point was that that for the most part, like you don't. All of those things you can do like in a web browser or whatever. That's, right. That's yeah. Fine. That's what I was thinking about the bank. I was like, I don't even know yeah. if I want my bank app on my, as an app on my. Right. And I think really Apple was trying to say like games. If there's a great iOS game that you really like, but <clears throat> here's the thing. These Macs don't have touch screens and all of those things were designed 
to operate well on touchscreens. And Apple came up with this thing called touch alternatives, which is this really confusing interface that's like use your finger to do this and swipe with the key to do this and whatever. No, here's the thing. I think it's pretty clear that at some point, well, I think the reason that they're on there is because otherwise it would be very indistinguishable for a normal person, aside from the fact that the computer is faster and gets better battery life, that on the inside it's actually different. Okay, it's actually like there's something actually different about it because it can actually natively run these apps and no Intel Mac can do that. My iMac can't do that. Right. And it's what's inside that counts. It's the price. There you go. But it's it's that difference in the processor. But eventually, I'm pretty sure you're gonna be able to use all those apps with a touch screen on your Mac. Even though Apple says, like, no, we didn't we didn't build this with the idea of putting a touch screen on it. Like Apple was pretty notorious for saying that they would never do something right up until the moment that they do it. <laughs> right. Right. And I don't think that when they put a touch screen on a on a MacBook Pro at some point that that Mac OS is going to change a whole lot and look like iOS. I don't, that's not it. If you've ever used a PC with a touch screen, you just, I mean, it's useful for scrolling and stuff. Like it's, you still primarily use a keyboard and a trackpad, but you can just reach up and touch your screen if you want to. Does that, you know what I mean? And I think eventually that, I think it's pretty clear Apple's going to stick touch screens on these. And when they do, now those iOS apps will be just a big bonus, if that makes sense. I just, so, um... go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to, I also was thinking about, do you still like the Apple HomePod minis? Oh, yeah. So the, yeah, I don't remember how much we talked about them. They're about them a little, but you had just gotten them. That's right. Like they're, you're still finding value. in them. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually, well, I guess for those people who are listening, I'll give them a sneak peek. So I'm working on a, um, a, a holiday, no, not a holiday, like the, a gadget gift guide for, for techie people. And So the reason I mentioned that is the HomePod mini is actually not on the list. So that feels like a good indication of how much I like them. I do like them, but I do think that there are better options if what you really want is just a really good sounding speaker Um, because they are a little bit pricey for what they do, right? They're a hundred bucks and for a hundred bucks, you can get like a Nest Audio or even one of the new Amazon Echoes. but the Nest Audio is a much better sounding speaker, but it's also a lot bigger, right? So mm-hmm. I think that they're really novel. And if you're really into like Apple's ecosystem, the fact that like I could start playing something music on my phone and just walk up and tap it on it and it'll start playing on the HomePods is really is really cool. That's cool. Um, the fact that I can I can pair them, two of them upstairs in our living room. I have two of them paired to our apple tv and they work as the speakers so i i think they're really kind of cool i like them i think especially if you're an apple person they're way more affordable than the original home pods there are definitely speakers that sound better than them but they do sound really good for their side like that's the impressive thing they're smaller than my coffee mug and they sound really good so yeah very nice yeah <laughs> it's funny how we say apple people because my uh my parents are android people it drives yeah. me nuts because my mom, my mom called me and she was having these issues with her phone. I'm like, mom, just get an iPhone. And she's like, yeah. oh, I've always been really happy with my Samsungs. And I'm like, no, you're like, especially they're getting older too. And iPhones have the best user um, experience. Uh, anyone can, I don't say anyone, anyone can pretty much use an iPhone. Android phones are a little bit more complex. Like when she asked me to fix something on her Android phone, I'm like, okay, where do I go first? What button do I press? Where as I believe 
someone who just picks up an iPhone, it's much more intuitive to figure out where you need to go. Yeah, That's th- my opinion. I think you're right. I would agree with you. And I think part of the difficulty, because I use quite a few Android phones for reviewing them. I reviewed a ton of them this year. I have a, I actually have a Google Pixel um, and a OnePlus 8 Pro. But those two phones are both running versions of Android. But if you had one and I had the other, I couldn't necessarily tell you how to do something because like OnePlus adds its own layer of complexity to Android that's different than the way that Google does it. So there's no consistency. So I think you are right. Like if if you have an iPhone 12 mini or an iPhone 11 and I'm running on an iPhone 12 Pro, I can just look at mine and be like, it looks like this, right? Your right. apps might be in different places, but everything else about it functions the same. And so I can describe it to you. You can look at it and be like, oh, yep, there it is right there. Boom. So I, I would agree with you that it's a lot more simplistic. My grandma, my great, no, my grandma, we call her great grandma because she was my kids' great grandma before she passed away. Um, there was a long time at which she could no longer figure out how to use a computer, but she could get her email on her iPhone, right? Like, yep. So anyway, but okay. So there was a couple of other news things I wanted to talk about. They don't really fit into follow-up because we haven't talked about them before, but since we're talking about, you know, articles I've written and <laughs> whatever reviews technology. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there were two stories that both broke in the last two days. <clears throat> I'm going to talk about the second one first. It's only it's second on our list, but I, cause I wrote a story about it this morning that yesterday or maybe even the day before Comcast changed their website. And now in all of their markets, they will be imposing a data cap. Do you guys have Comcast where you live? Okay. So they're going to be imposing a data we cap. We have Comcast in our house for okay, so our yeah. internet. Yep. And so do we. So if you have Comcast in your house, which there's like 30 million households in America that have Comcast, you're now limited. Your home internet is limited to 1.2 terabytes of data per month. Now, 1.2 terabytes is a big number, right? But every month since August, I've gotten a message saying we're about to exceed that limit. You know, we've we've got four kids doing school on Zoom. I I'm on Zooms. I'm I'm uploading podcasts. I'm doing all of these things. We don't even stream that much like TV. Although my kids do play a lot of Minecraft, so that could be part of it. But the point is, most people don't even think about the fact that they might have a cap on their home internet, but you do. Like people are used to that on their phone, right? I have a five gig plan or I have an eight gig plan or whatever it is. But I thought that that's pretty shocking because at a time when people are home and at the time when we're telling people you should still stay home, I think it's crazy that Comcast is going in the opposite direction and saying, yeah, we know you'll have to use your internet for basically everything, including Thanksgiving dinner. But we're gonna we're gonna start limiting we're you. We're gonna impose caps. And if you which go, is like oh, the opposite of what Zoom is doing, and they're just saying removing the forty minute limit. Right on Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving. It's the exact opposite. Yeah, that doesn't really make any sense to me. That's a good point. It wasn't even part of the news. But real quickly, what Jess just said is, if you're listening to this today on Thanksgiving, we're actually recording it on Wednesday. But if you're listening to this as it's live on Thanksgiving, hop on a Zoom with your family, even with a free account. There's no there's no time limit just for today. So that that that's a cool thing. But what Comcast is going to do if you go over your limit now is charge you $10 for every 50 gigs you go over up to $100. But like I mean, if you're paying 60 bucks a month for internet, that starts to add up pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. that was the first thing. The second one and Jess couldn't believe this, but the the reason we're mentioning both of these news things is they absolutely affect people who are working from home is that 
there was a report in the Wall Street Journal, and I'll see if I can find it. I couldn't find the actual Wall Street Journal report yet. I've seen a bunch of other reports. Oh, here we go. I found it. It's on the breaking news banner at the top, but it wasn't before. That Salesforce has had talks with Slack about buying Slack, which is very interesting, right? Everybody uses... I wouldn't think of Salesforce buying Slack. Well, so that's... Yes, but see, Salesforce... Well, they've been buying a bunch of things um, lately, and they've sort of... They want to be kind of a more diverse set of tools that businesses use to run their entire business. And it kind of makes sense. Like if you have, um, if you're using Salesforce for your sales organization and they have marketing automation tools and they have MuleSoft and they have Tableau, which is like a data analyzation thing, they're really trying to get, you know, their biggest competitors are Microsoft and Google and the cloud space and that kind of thing. So in some ways it kind of makes sort of yeah. sense. I, in my opinion, it'll probably cost them 20 billion, but I think they absolutely should buy Slack. Yeah. If for no other reason than maybe they will make Slack better. Mm-hmm. It might. It could. I mean, I I'm a Slack fan. Have been for a long time. I love how it reduces the amount of emailing I have to do, especially since I'm not in actual sales anymore. I when I had to use email a lot, that because that's just how it works. Um, now that I only mostly talk internally with my team slack is really helpful and if we have freelancers we can put them on like a separate private channel so we don't have to you know go back to emailing and dealing with that but it kind of makes sense to salesforce for me in this way is that they have a super robust crm they have a very robust email marketing platform with pardot so adding a messaging system and makes sense because that's not something they have right now correct well, they do have, I can't even remember what it's called, but they do have, not like Slack, but they do have, is it Salesforce Inbox? And then they have something mm-hmm. else that's like an internal chat sort of yeah. tool. I cannot Yeah, I've had to write about Salesforce Inbox. It's not quite the same. But. Okay. So I do think that they have a internal like sort of communications tool. I cannot, I'm trying to remember. Like they have a... um like a platform for like community stuff, like internet, like inside your business and that kind of stuff. But I, so, and I think Slack as an idea is a good tool. I just hate the actual app, like the actual app. I hate, I just don't like Slack. That's <laughs> you just, don't have to like it. Did you ever use it? I have the to, other I still ones? use it. I still use, I'm, I have several Slack work groups that I use every day, not as much as I used to, but, um, and, and I've used Microsoft teams and I've used Google meet. Um, and those are, those are fine. Obviously, when you're using one, switching to the other is kind of like going between Android and iPhone. They sort of look kind of a little bit the same, but nothing's in the same place. So, right. So, I don't know. But I think it'll be interesting. The it, You know, the report so far says that it's like very preliminary. It might not happen. Blah, 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 blah. All the things they have to tell you when they, no one's confirmed that it's actually going to happen. Um, but I think it'd be really interesting. I think it would certainly give Slack a boost to have that kind of resources. You know, Salesforce is a much, much, much bigger company. And yeah, it'd be interesting to keep a pulse on that and see how how that rolls out yeah. if it does it all. So we'll see. But, so Maybe we should. Let's talk about some things that are not really about tech. Yeah, all right. It's the holiday. It's the holidays. All right. Uh, so all right. We so have, let, um, go ahead. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Well, if you're listening, today is Thanksgiving. Yep. 
So if you're listening today, you're probably sitting around your family or you're sitting around at home alone because you're bored because of the lingering pandemic. And uh, that was my argument for going ahead and actually recording this week because people are not working. They might be finding things to do, catching up on their favorite podcasts, such as 29 Steps. <laughs> and, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I was wondering, like, you know, what are some of your typical Thanksgiving traditions and what is going to be different for you this year, if anything? So what will be different this year is that we won't be doing anything really for Thanksgiving. We're just doing it. There's, you know, there's six of us. We have four children. So there's six of us in the house and we're going to just do it ourselves. I, I will be making a turkey, which I've never, I've made a ham before for Easter a couple times, but I've never made a turkey before. I've never cooked a turkey. So I'll be doing you that. You've never cooked a turkey. I've never, listen, I've never cooked a turkey and here's why. So for the past couple of years for Thanksgiving, we have gone over to um, my in-laws, Beth's parents' house, and you know they cook. She they cook the turkey and that kind of stuff. But before that, our Thanksgiving tradition for most of my life was we'd go to Florida, and we would stay at a at a the, basically the same place every year. We switched at one point, but we'd go to the same place every year um, in Treasure Island, Florida, and down there we you know there there are we would go with my grandparents aunts, uncle like there'd be like 25 people that would go and we'd all do thanksgiving we've done thanksgiving in like seafood restaurants before <laughs> we've done them in the hotel <laughs> restaurant before nice. we've done them at people's houses down there before so but the only like common thread was we we'd go to florida for thanksgiving so that's why i've never had to cook a turkey for thanksgiving okay. because <laughs> we've never hosted a thanksgiving so but this year you know we usually watch the lions lose a football game on thanksgiving <laughs> i'm it's true uh, and I'm sure that even though everything else is different in 2020, I'm pretty confident that that will be the same. <laughs> we'll be able to enjoy. And you've that. already you've already put all your trees up and stuff. Is that normal for you? Or oh no, <laughs> no, there are. And no. How many trees do you have? I was looking at, you know, going through my Facebook feed, and I'm like, trees are up, and then there's all these different pictures of trees. I'm like, good lord, how many trees does he have? So <laughs> there are only two, one for each child. Or? There are only two trees <laughs> as of right now, but and both of them are new this year, actually. And no, we would have n never put up anything. This We wouldn't have done it until this weekend in normal times. But there are no rules this year. And as far as I'm concerned, once you got past Halloween, all bets were off. It was totally legit and okay to put up your Christmas tree. So we have a small one upstairs that, that Beth got. It's got lights on it. Um, and then we have a we bought one of the Balsam Hill trees I guess I don't even know. They're some kind of. Apparently, it's a well known. It's not well enough known that I knew about it, but it's really nice. It's it comes pre lit. Nice. It's obviously a artificial tree. Actually, it's a real tree. It's just not made out of wood, right? Um, huh. And um, then that's the one that's in our living room, and it's not a hundred percent decorated yet. But we just keep adding stuff, and I just keep taking pictures because I think it's pretty. And then we do have actually one more. Um, one more piece, one more tree that we'll probably put up downstairs. And that's the one that we usually put all of the ornaments that are like personal, like yeah. that we've collected. There are some years we don't even put up a tree just because we're traveling. Like we usually are going to Missouri, like we're back and forth all the time because I don't, I see my family a couple, two, three, four times a year, depending on what we have going on. Right. And we have 
And then we have birthdays. My niece's birthday is December 26th. Um, she's the youngest. She's turning four. My son is the 27th. He's turning 13. That's the spread <laughs> of all the grandkids. And so we always get together, and we rarely open presents at our house. Actually, we've lived in this house for, I think this is our third Christmas in this house, and we've never opened gifts here. So, but... I did put up the tree last year because I like it. I like sitting next to the couch with the fire on with the tree there. And it just makes me feel warm and cozy. I actually don't even do any outside stuff. But we're, that's just not my forte. I'm not a decorator. I, it's funny when before Marcus and I lived together, he like, I didn't have any like art and stuff on my walls. I just don't care. <laughs> and he hates bare walls. <laughs> So he has to have something on every on yep. pretty much every wall. That's just what he likes. But that being said, sometimes when I lived by myself, I didn't put up a tree because I was, you know, traveling with my kids all over the place. We'd either be going to Seattle or St. Louis or New York because I literally have no biological family here. But this year, we'll probably be doing it here. I don't imagine that things are going to get better at all <laughs> before right. we get to Christmas. So we actually may be opening up gifts here. Which I was going to talk about this later, but um, we have this tradition between Marcus and I. Is I can never wait to give my gifts to him because I love gift giving so much. I And if I get something, I'm like, oh, I just want to give it. I just want to give it to him now. I don't do that with the kids because Christmas morning is special and when they get to open up gifts. But when I ordered my MacBook, I got he's been wanting AirPods. And so... I got him some AirPods and actually gave them to him like an hour ago. Aww. <laughs> oh, and that's a gift that he'll enjoy, I'm sure. Yes, and I got, you know, you can engrave him for free. And his old-time, like, college nickname is The Dominator. Just Which is also his has... Twitter name, right? Yes, The there Dominator. Apparently because he has a big head, which I've never really noticed, The Dominator. But I says The Dominator on the case, and he really All right. <laughs> now, so did you get him the AirPods or the AirPods Pro? The regular the AirPods. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Which honestly, unless I couldn't tell how different they were. Um, there's some differences, but the AirPods are still like, other than the AirPods Pro, which when they came out, obviously they're the top of the line ones, but the AirPods are great, and I use them for a long time. The only the biggest difference is that the AirPods Pro have the noise cancellation, but you probably as a gift for him. It's smart that you gave him the ones that are not noise canceling because now you can still get his attention anytime you want. He can't just tune you out and be like, oh, I'm sorry. I had the noise canceling on. I had no idea you were trying to talk to me. <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> never. <laughs> have no experience in doing that. But anyway, so. He doesn't need to have AirPods. He doesn't need to have headphones on for him to ignore me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. But that goes both ways. Sometimes I'll just say, you know. I'm not listening right now. I'm in the middle of something. There you go. But I mean, if you have the headphones on, you can, it's easier to pretend like, oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. That These, these cancel out all the sound. I, I'm sorry, guys. I, I didn't even know you were trying to talk to me. So, <laughs> which I have done before. <laughs> but Pro tip of the day. There you go. So, yeah, we, we, it'll be weird for us because we are pretty used to going somewhere for Thanksgiving. Not, not, you know, we used to travel a long way to Florida, but even just traveling to another family's house but we just we made the decision they are asking at least here don't don't commingle with other households and we're like all right fine we'll we'll hang out at home my parents are actually not in town this year for thanksgiving so that wasn't we didn't have to worry about 
we didn't have to turn down too many people. <laughs> right. They weren't even here. So we are we are going to Marcus's family's house this year. Uh, and we're it's supposed to be nice out tomorrow, like 63 here in Little Rock. So us and the kids are going to eat outside and then we're going to mask up inside. It's a group of less than 10. Um, they wanted to do it if they were not comfortable with it. I'd be I would be like sure that's fine but it seems mm. like something they really want to do and be as safe as possible we're not going to actually all eat together and like spend time together socially distance around the house right um you know that's what they want at some point i don't, I don't want to get into that really but like i do want us to keep living our lives <laughs> this right is like, like i remember someone in the like the beginning of this whole started uh they were referencing some movie i don't think it's contagion but it was like people had to stay inside for three months. And it was at the beginning of the pandemic. And you're like, imagine if we had to stay on lockdown for three months and look at us now. And I always keep going back to thinking about that three months. And right. like, wow, I wish it had only been three months. Right. Well, and I think that everybody has to make a decision that's best for their family. And But I do think, and you've talked about this on the show, so I don't mind saying this, but you guys are in an interesting situation because you've both recovered from COVID. So that the, the likelihood of one, you personally getting it are I think smaller. We don't know for sure, but I think they're probably it's smaller. Probably very, very low. In the light and which also means that the likelihood of you being able to infect somebody else at this point are so low because you've you've tested positive and then tested ne- negative. So I think that that is a little bit different. But we just made the decision not because we were particularly worried, except for that. Beth is a nurse, right? So she, right. there's probably a slightly higher chance that she, I mean, you and I, we sit in front of a computer all day and work on things. We don't come in contact with like anybody, right? But she does. Right. She comes in contact with a lot of people. So it just probably seemed like usually her grandma would be there. Let's just not be the reason that we potentially right. got anybody. So we just, we're going to stay home, which is fine. It'll be weird when we would go to Florida, we would always on Thanksgiving because there's like nothing to do. We would often go to a movie. In fact, I'm pretty sure that I saw every Harry Potter movie on Thanksgiving in Florida when they came out because that was just a, a tradition. That'll be weird. And our kids in the past, their favorite thing to do on Thanksgiving is to watch the Polar Express. And the reason is that our children love the Polar Express, especially our youngest. And he will ask to watch that movie all year round. And our answer is you cannot watch that movie until after Thanksgiving. <laughs> and so when once Thanksgiving comes around, one of our traditions is definitely watching the Polar Express. So nice, nice. Um, how old are your youngest? He's six. He's a first grader. So oh. does so, he still um, is he within earshot? No, nope. Does he still believe in Santa? Oh yes. I, is he the last? Is he the last one? That's a good question. I'm not entirely sure our children have so if you are a parent and you're le- and you are listening to this right now with an earshot of your children make them go away this is your warning i'm giving you a second to make them go away our ch- there you go our children for the most part i think the jig is up on the tooth fairy <laughs> they don't they're they're not sure they're, they're willing to believe in the tooth fairy so far as it means that they still get money because we've told yes, them my, my, yeah my kids Truly, no, the truth fairy is not real. Plus, they both have braces right now, so if they lose a tooth, right. it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, they, but they're willing to at least, you know, pretend they believe in the tooth fairy because that's how they get money. Our youngest one might still believe in the tooth fairy, but he's only lost one tooth. Um, 
Santa is probably like somewhere in between there. I'm pretty sure that they don't believe in the Easter Bunny at this point. <laughs> I don't know if they ever believed in the Easter Bunny, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I remember we were talking about this with some coworkers the other day, and I, I specifically remember when I was a child knowing that Santa was not real. And I have an older brother, which probably contributed to that. I knew Santa wasn't real, but I'd never said anything for a few years because I thought the presents would stop. Mm. And in early adulthood, I confessed this to my parents, and they're like, you really thought the presents would stop? <laughs> Not so, taking any chances. If there's a chance the presents might stop, <laughs> I will go along with the party. But my daughter is so transparent. You know, my we went through a couple of years where my son knew Santa wasn't real. We're like, don't tell Savannah. Don't talk about it. Right. And then it, it was, I think, two years ago, maybe. Yeah, she was eight, seven, maybe, maybe two, two or three years ago. And she goes, oh, by the way, in the hallway, I know Santa isn't real. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I thought I had one more year. <laughs> but well, you know what? I kind of like that because there's... They know it's coming from us. There is nothing right. more heartbreaking when they open a $100 present, like a talking unicorn, and they look up into the sky and say, thank you, Santa. <laughs> and I'm just like... <laughs> well, so I, think, I think our kids, even our oldest, I think she's probably unsure. I think she she might be in that boat where she's like, I don't think this is isn't real. Is she 11? She's 12. She's, I think she's probably like in that. I don't, but remember, when she's the oldest, that's a weird place to be, I think, because it's like, well, you're 12, so you're like a seventh grader, but yet you have younger siblings, so everything around you is geared towards younger. So, you know what I mean? She's sort of pulled in those two different directions. Um, but like my parents, my parents, we've always done Christmas at my parents, the extended family. Everybody comes to my parents, and like my dad still gets gifts for them. So they get gifts from, from Santa, Santa under both under both trees. So my parents still do that to us, to me and my brother. They'll write <laughs> Santa true. on it. It's, I mean, it's just a cute tradition. Uh, but I, if I would, I would bet money that your twelve year old knows. <laughs> well, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so that's. Good. <laughs> but but and the only yeah, and going back to like the like the only reason we're really worried about at all about having people together is because my kids have gone to school. Right, but they're they've been out all this week, so they don't. I think as long as we keep them separated from, you know, the old people. Right. Sorry, my mother-in-law listens to this, <laughs> but uh, then I think they'll be fine. But you said you listened to Polar Express. Watch when did it, that yeah. tradition? Uh, not listen. Sorry, watch it. The, we're on a podcast. That's all right. What? Uh, when did that start for your family? Um. I remember that we used to watch it like because it, it came out once, you know, my kids, our oldest was around when that, I don't remember what year it first came out. Um, but we, they've always really enjoyed that. Oh, it came out in 2004. So no, they were not around at the time that it came out, <laughs> but they've always enjoyed watching that movie. Um, but our youngest right now is the one who probably drives the desire to watch that as much that's one of the ones that they love they also really like the home alone movies <laughs> they had, kid doesn't. they've already watched them so my um one of our daughters is a gymnast so because the gym and everything is shut down here in michigan they're training in ohio so last weekend i drove her to ohio we stayed for two days so she could 
watch so she could train. And while we were gone, the other kids watched all three Home Alone movies already. Wow. <laughs> so our kids really like the Christmas Christmas like genre of of movies. Right? It's a big thing. I at still our house. enjoy Home Alone. Oh, whenever I think of Home Alone, I just hear Kevin. Right, and you've <laughs> of course seen. You've of course seen the, you know the tweet from Macaulay Culkin earlier this year where he lets everyone know like by the way I'm 40 right cuz oh, if you want to feel old hey hey everybody I'm 40 right cuz everybody still remembers him as whatever that was a 9 year old or well, an 11 year old okay. kid so I'm 4 years younger than Macaulay Culkin yeah I'm, I'm and in his mind in my mind he's a little kid right and my yeah. and our kids that's it was funny for our children cuz I was like you guys he's my age and they're like <laughs> what no <laughs> that's how old these movies are they're like these are old movies i'm like yes they're old movies it reminds me of time i was watching like snl with my dad and scarlett johansson was on there he's like wow she's so pretty i'm like you know she's the same age as me dad <laughs> <laughs> well and and uh joe pesci you know who plays the 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 police officer right on the on the, the mm-hmm. you know the short stocky whatever police officer he's like almost 80 years old i think he's like 78 or 77 years old so yeah these 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 movies are age is relevant they're old like it's funny to me when i watch football games and i like look at these huge you know athletes and i'm like how am i so much older than these people because they're giants and i've felt that way for a long time because i'm obviously quite a bit older than them right so what Um, are your favorite holiday movies so I don't, I'm not sure when this tradition started, but it was many, many moons ago. We started watching after Thanksgiving kind of to kick off the Christmas season, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation after right. we, we got done, after we were all full of turkey and sleepy. And the great thing was we watched it every year. So if you fell asleep, no big deal. You know what happens. But that was just our thing. We'd go turn on the fire, get the TV, you know, TV going. It was probably... When we started it, a VHS. <laughs> right. And so I think we'll probably do that tomorrow night when we get back home is watch that because that's going to make me feel more connected to my roots and make me feel better about not being with my, with my, with the right. pingrees. I, was like, I, I hate to say not being with my family because I am with my family. I'm right. just not with the pingrees. Right. <laughs> so. Right. So, um, I want to talk oh, we also oh. oh we also like to do so. My brother and my sister in law are both techies too, and we like to do speed typing games to see compete against each other with words per minute. And you can all connect on this website called um, like Nitro Type, and it like actually shows you as cars and who's winning, and you have to type for like a minute or so, and then whoever wins, you know, gets is the one who had the highest words per minute versus the fewest errors. And so you all have to be sitting at computers though. So I think we're going to try to like ban all devices for a couple of days for around here. I don't know, just because it's nice. we, we all spend all of our time on devices anyway. So um, I, I was going to mention one movie that was a tradition, but it was also a news story. So Apple made a deal, right, to buy all the Peanuts holiday specials and put mm-hmm. them on, on, on Apple TV Plus. But people got really upset because a lot of people don't have Apple TV Plus. So on PBS, it's too late for the for um, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving because I think that was over the weekend. But Charlie Brown Christmas, Apple made a deal with PBS to let PBS air Charlie Brown Christmas for free on December 13th. So 
definitely watch. If you don't have Apple TV Plus, you can still watch Charlie Brown Christmas. And I I actually do think Charlie Brown Christmas is a really good movie. <laughs> I'm not real big into animated uh, stuff except for like stuff that kids can't watch. But it's a Char- <laughs> it's a Charlie Brown Christmas though. I mean, I know. I watch it and I get into it, but like I I like real mo- I like I hate to say real movies. Not that animated movies are not real movies, but it, they are harder for me to get into. Even any kind of animated stuff. Like I'm, I grew up watching South Park and Simpsons. That was our family show forever. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> I see your face. You're like, God, no. <laughs> we were not. We were not allowed to watch Simpsons or South Park. And well, South Park came a little bit later, but we were not allowed to watch that television in our house. But you there, didn't grow up. There's way worse like, animated shows yes now, like. but you didn't grow up on like little mermaid and oh my god lion king oh my god. little mermaid lion king. Snow- okay. I mean, those are I animated little movies i love the little mermaid so much that the year i got it uh on vhs my my mom used to always uh my dad too with their vhs camcorder since we didn't live we had moved from new york to st louis and so my mom would always send these videos uh to our relatives in new york of christmas morning us opening up all the presents just to try to because they were not used to not being together and i remember this specific video of just me laying on the couch sucking my thumb and watching the little mermaid with my stuffed and probably little mermaid stuffed animal for hours and hours like over and over right and i would walk into i remember they have this on video too. And I probably should video my kids opening presents more. But I just walk into the room and I see I had wanted this I had wanted this little baby in this crib care thing so much. And I just walk into the room, I look into the camera, because they hadn't wrapped that, they just left it out. And I right. said, I must have been good. <laughs> <laughs> and they still will joke with me about that. I mean, Jess, you must have been good this <laughs> year. Well, it's really weird how our my children are of the generation that is growing up watching the Disney movies that are and they're all like like the Jungle Book was remade a couple of years ago. Beauty and the Beast like to them what's the girl from Harry Potter? Um Emma Watson is is Belle, right? Because they've that that movie came out whatever, three years ago, and that's the version of Beauty and the Beast that they're familiar with, Dumbo. I've never watched a Harry Potter movie. Well, okay, that's fine. But (laughs) Dumbo, Aladdin, now The Lion King was remade. It wasn't actually a live-action movie. It was still, I mean, you can't get a lion to talk like that. But whatever, my point is, like, they've seen the animated movies. They'd rather watch the, the new versions of them. And the new versions are all fine, but they are not the original classic animated movies. It's not the same. You ever think about how some how sad some of these movies were though? Yeah, that's speaking of like story. Dumbo and Bambi, <laughs> like yeah, that that well, yeah, those are, and they're not Christmas movies. We're supposed to be talking about Christmas movies. That's my fault. I know but, no, we, we okay. parlay it into Disney. But. So as we wrap it up, quick question: What are your top three? You said National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. What are your top three um, Christmas movies? So National Lampoon's Elf. Um. third one i don't know um it might be what's the one where the kid gets hit with a bb the bb gun a christmas story oh yeah (laughs) is that the? i'm horrible with titles i like the christmas story but i probably have a better answer to that there's some other ones there's 
And I want to ask Marcus right now. What's that one movie where um, uh, with Ryan Reynolds and the blonde? Just Friends. That's a Christmas movie? Yeah, right. it's holiday time. All right, I have to look. Well, I mean, that's I think you so. can make the same argument for Die Hard then because, right, it takes place at a holiday party. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Sure. Well, you know, um, I mentioned this in the – I wrote this down in our, our notes, but reviews.com put out an offering for if you watch 25 movies in 25 days and all you have to do is fill out a form, you get to pick the movies, one lucky winner gets $2,500. Yeah, I heard, just for I, watching movies. I, my I, my wife sent me something about that. I don't know if she was suggesting that we should try to do it or or what it was, but I just had to fill out a. We both filled out a Google form to apply for it. I'm, he told me not to talk about it on the podcast because it would saturate the pool. But I was like, well, we're talking about Christmas movies, so I'm going to say it. <laughs> and as much as it pains me to say this, I don't think that we are going to be the reason that too many people sign up for that. I like, I don't think we have that. We don't have quite that commanding of an audience. It'd be really nice if that was the case. So my top three favorite Christmas movies, def- Elf is my number one favorite Christmas yes, movie by Elf far. Is so good. That's it. Yep. Um, I probably would still say home alone is for nostalgia's mm. sake is probably still one of my um favorite and then i i like the grinch i like the jim carrey version of the grinch i like that as a christmas movie so i mean there there are a lot of great christmas movies that um you know we always like the is it abc that does the 25 days of christmas or whatever and they show different christmas movies like the santa claus is good and our kids enjoy watching this, especially the you know the Tim Allen, all of the Santa Claus movies, yeah, stuff. So, if you had asked me about Halloween or scary movies, I would have like had a list <laughs> of you to tick off really quick. I am, admittedly, not a big Christmas person, and I have a lot of personal feelings about it. I think uh. that mandatory gift giving is dumb, <laughs> uh. <laughs> and it's like my mom. Love you, mom. She's always like tells me exactly what she wants, and I'm like, what's the point? You know, you just want me to give you money. I I just wish that the gift was spending time together, and that's what my sure. brother and I have done with our um with our kids. We have five kids collectively. We don't buy each other gifts. We don't buy the kids gifts. Um, and we just tell them the the gift is that we all get to spend this time together. So I mean, I really like that. I mean, my feeling is if I really want to buy myself something, I will buy it. I don't need to tell you what I want. The best thing I could ever get as a gift is a surprise on a random day. Right. So anyway. Right. Like a like a podcast mic. Yes, like a <laughs> podcast mic. That was, I mean that was actually It wasn't technically a surprise, but it did it did anyway so it did arrive on my birthday that's true so we can't claim that it was a christmas present but that's probably a good place to wrap up we we did want to we have one other topic but i think we could easily talk about it next week because we want to talk about black friday stuff so we'll just talk about that next week um but i did want to say that i do somewhat agree with you that as when you become a grown-up i love giving like i do enjoy getting gifts for our kids like i enjoy that it's fun Mm -hmm. Uh, well let me back up I don't enjoy getting gifts. I enjoy giving them. I don't enjoy having to buy or coordinate lists. and that. So I'm very thankful right. that my wife does all of that. But I do enjoy like the idea that our kids look forward to something. And anyway, but as a, as a grown up, it is very difficult because 
like Beth is asking me, well, what, you know, I need a list of things for Christmas and I'll ask her the same question and I'll, I'll give her stuff. But I'm like, why, why, why would I, why am I waiting to, why, why don't I just buy this thing? <laughs> right. Why? Right. Exactly. It's kind of silly. And there have been times when she's like, I was, I was, I'm going to get you the thing you want, but I need you to go online and order it. <laughs> right. And like, so what's the point? Like my favorite <laughs> gifts have been things that pe- like my mom once I had this like, old quilt that I got from a garage sale, but it hadn't been stuffed properly and sewed together or whatever. And she got it somehow. I don't know. And then she got it, actually made it into a quilt for me. And it, like she said, my face when I opened it was priceless because I had no idea right. that, that it was coming. That Those are the kinds of gifts that are, are really fun to me. And I'm um, like, I ordered my mom these. My mom sent me, I'm sorry, we're going off a little bit, my, but it's about Christmas gifts. She sent me a link to these pair of boots, which apparently she wanted. She was like, what do you think of these? And I was like, well, I wouldn't wear them. I feel like I've seen you wear something like this before. I'm looking for, I'm actually looking for, you know, some long brown boots. Because I thought she was trying to gauge if I liked them. (laughs) And then it turns out later, she wanted them. She was trying to hint to me to purchase them for her. Okay. So we had that conversation. She got them and they fit perfectly. But she was like, no, I haven't opened them. And I was like, you can open them. It's not like we're going to be able to sit under the tree this year and open stuff together. And she was like, okay, well, if you say so. She wasn't going to open them. <laughs> and then we're just texting back and forth about all these different things. And I'm just like, why? Sometimes I'm like, why are, why are we doing this? But this, since we can't be together this year, it is kind of fun to get gifts in the mail from each other and do things like that. But And we can talk more about... Um, holiday slash black friday slash black month or whatever we're calling it since right so as we as we kind of close up i have one more one more thing i was going to throw out there because i think it will be relevant to people who are um trying to figure out what to do like especially if you're stuck at home over the holidays and you are mainly thanksgiving and maybe the weekend and that kind of stuff your kids are probably not in school right because most i mean our kids get a week off um so I, there's this really cool thing, um, and I haven't written about it, but I, I actually think I still might. But if you go to Apple's website, they have this thing. You could just Google Apple Make Your Holiday, and they have this free project book that you can download. It's totally free. Um, and in it, it has all of these different projects that you can do, like with your kids, you, you know, projects for sharing gratitude. You can make a poster or all these different things. Um, some gifts, some tips for doing like how to create a gift, how to, how to do family portraits together, how to take a video and put it together, how to it, anyway. I just looked it up. Whole list of activities. And then they also have these virtual classes that you can take with them. Um, all of it's free and it, it just seemed like a really cool, way if if you're like me and you have kids at home and you're trying to think of something to do to keep them entertained or to create some experience because that's what's difficult right there are so many things that in the past we would do as a family we would go to our zoo because they put all the lights out right like all these different things that we probably won't be able to do if you're looking for a way to create something i thought this was really cool i just thought i would mention it and i think the reason is like you said probably the best way that we can give gifts to each other this particular holiday season is just to kind of be present, even if you can't be immediately present, but just take the time to do something thoughtful for somebody else. 
I agree. Um, I checked out that website. I'm going to share it with my daughter, too. I think she would like the, the free project book. She's very crafty, and she's very techie. So. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving, and happy Thanksgiving. thank you all for joining us on the holiday, and we will talk to you next week.